Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we get blah, 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 blah. Wow. Apparently you do need the uh, document. I know, I, I, I really, I thought we were past this. Okay. Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today, we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my name projects. Wow, that hasn't happened in a while. No. I, I think I it's really... also funny because you <laughs> said right before that you probably didn't need the document. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, how How is the weather? How is it... <laughs> Um, it finally just got a little cold, and by a little cold, I mean, like, there were a couple days when it was, like, high, or there was at least one day when it was, like, high 30s in the morning, and then, like, 40s. Um, but, like, it's been sort of, like, in the 50s, pretty clear. Okay. Um, yeah. That's nice. So, but like, North Carolina cold, not, like, actually cold. Yeah, it's been, I would say it's getting colder here, too. It's chilly, um... Right now, today was really, really beautiful out. It was like in the fifties, warm, sunny. It was great, but <laughs> it's you know it's it has been getting colder at night. Some mornings it's like frosted. Um, it's not quite anywhere near where it will be, but you know somewhere around hang, hanging average, I would say somewhere around forty. You know, most of the time. Um, so it's getting colder. Seasons are changing, but it's definitely not super duper cold yet um also it's uh all the leaves have changed and it's really pretty and um it's been not really too rainy or anything so you know the crunchy fall leaves very uh picturesque is that the right word you know it looks very Mm -hmm. nice um yeah we are i don't know where we are what is november is november fall or winter november is fall Winter doesn't technically start until, like, December 21st with the winter solstice, Um, (laughs) but, like, it definitely starts to feel like winter, I feel like, after Thanksgiving. I feel like if it's December 20th and someone comes to me and is like, it's fall, I would be upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I, I think maybe we can argue that fall is really also dependent on feeling, so, like... Yeah. Yeah. Fall is a mood, as the kids say. (laughs) I don't think anyone's saying that, but anyway, you do have a joke. Yeah, I have or a bad joke, joke by Jeff. Okay. okay. No. Um, I, I asked you before the pod if you wanted a Star Wars themed joke or the um, American slash British linguistic difference jokes, and you did say Star Wars jokes, so here we go. Okay. Yoda, are you sure we are headed in the right heading in the right direction? Yoda replies, "Of course we are." Okay. I I can't really tell if you said of course or off course. Off. Two Fs. Ah. But the joke yeah. is that because he reverses his speech patterns, what he meant to say is we are off course, but it ended up sounding like of course we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> after ex- I think after that, I that really helped it. our listeners... Uh, <laughs> Get the joke. Yeah. Extra probably. laughs there. That that last part yeah. where I just said it again, but explained it. Because, you know, there's nothing nothing that proves how funny a joke is, like, needing to explain it. Um, yep. Best oh, kind. The, the best kind. Um, although, yeah, honestly, my sense of humor, like, ranges on a scale of primarily random to desperately needing explanation. Like, I, I feel that I often I make jokes and people don't understand and I, I say like, oh, it's because of something you said three days ago along with this physics concept you don't understand and now I have mm-hmm. to explain all of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. Bringing up old conversations or old points is uh, prime humor and sometimes it doesn't land because people forget what they said. Yes. Wait, I'm glad that you also appreciate that humor. I think it's it's funny, but 
sometimes I guess I I kind of understand why it's less funny if you're not making the joke like mm-hmm. because if you're not like constantly thinking about your own what you've said and done and and how that persists as something you've done then you might not get it and then you're kind of left out of a joke that's about you and that always feels like kind of weird even though it's not necessarily bad yeah it's funny if it lands and profoundly unfunny if it does not yeah i i definitely have a lot of first-hand experience with that kind of joke not landing Mm-hmm. okay yeah <laughs> sometimes you're like wait 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 i i meant that as a joke and then it came out mean and i'm so sorry i relate so you have yeah. no idea i i had a conversation just yesterday that was so much of it was exactly jokes that didn't land and then confusion because people felt you know right i mean it made sense why they felt that way that they felt you know confused and a little bit like did i just get made fun of or whatever and i was like no, but also I and now I'm explaining yeah. it so you're not it's not funny and yeah. No, it's not funny and like yeah. 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 Uh okay. Do you have any special uh, or specific initial reactions to the song um complicated by um, April Levine? You suggested this, so Yeah, I did. So I mean, you said um you said just choose something you've been listening to because i asked we, we were going to analyze the time warp time warp for october but we didn't end up having an october episode which is okay um so what i've been listening to lately is avril the artist um i <coughs> excuse me i i've been really enjoying looping like this song and I'm with you, which are kind of like I'm with you is like an emotional ballad. Like it's very dramatic and heartfelt. And this one, I don't really know, but I think it's really catchy. And I think it's kind of a staple of an, it's like a, a, a snapshot, a snapshot, excuse me, from like a pretty iconic time for American teenagers in the early 2000s. I think that wasn't this released in 2002? Yeah, I just I just scrolled down and it does say two thousand two. Yeah, and Avril um Avril Levine was like uh, eighteen or something, like mm. young. So not not mm. a very mature artist. Not you know hadn't hadn't developed this big fan base. I'm pretty sure this is from kind of like the breakout. This is like one of those breakout hits kind of thing. Um, so I I just think it's a fun song. I. There's some parts of it that are kind of confusing. Um, I like it. I've been listening to it repeatedly. And uh, yeah, I don't actually know what my initial reaction was because I've definitely heard this playing in the background, like in the mall before, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have any like specific memories of listening to this song until like literally an hour and a half ago when I listened to it um for this for the podcast um i did notice that it sounds very very early 2000s like it just it just seems so like reminiscent of that era of music and like the vocal Um, delivery you know yeah the vocal delivery the instrumentation like even some of the rhythms i feel like like it just it just all has the vibe of that specific era um in the same way 80s music has a specific vibe, I feel like. Yeah, it's, no, it definitely does. Um, and I, I, after you were talking about, um, like, uh, Avril Lavigne being, like, young, sort of, like, late teens coming out with this song in the early 2000s, I kind of am wondering if we might have um, some similar themes pop up to way back in the day, I think our third episode or something, when we did Britney Spears. Oh, Maybe. I mean, I'll be honest with you there. I've never listened back to that episode because I can't stand the way that uh, my mic failed or something and it, it sounds really bad. So I have no idea what that episode is about. I think it was about the Titanic. Oh. Like well, the movie. Yeah, okay. I mean, same um, era. I don't... Right? Same era. Yeah. Wasn't I think that we, 99? We said, yeah, I think we said something about... 
Brittany like talking about the uh like the feelings of the modern teen uh and like how Titanic was a big part of their lives and something about Jack and Rose on the Titanic. I don't know. Wow, you remember a lot of that. I have no memory of it. That, I know- was, that is uh, one of the episodes I did listen to because I listened to our early episodes for a few months. Like, yeah, I, I know them. for me it was one of those things where I remember we recorded and then I was like, oh, the audio is terrible. I never want to hear it ever again. And then I sent it to you mm-hmm. and you edited it. Yes, I edited our first four. Yeah. And, and back in the day, you guys, listeners, anybody, please don't go listen to those. Uh, you can listen to four if you want. Uh, you can listen to like 20 minutes of one, you know. One, but two, and three they're are rough. their own. They're their own thing. We hadn't podcasted before. We I mean, released it's them like all we at did, the we same time. Like, it's like the pilot of a television show. It's like, you know, we didn't really know who we were. <laughs> and like, honestly. Yeah, and we did. We didn't yeah. have a studio telling us these are the things you need to change either. We just kind of were like, here you go, world, have at it. I think it's definitely an interesting thing to see as as an example of what it's like to try to do something that you've only ever heard or seen other people do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, going basically solely off of the only podcast that both of us were listening to at that point, which was probably Dear Hunk and John, and yeah. kind of the things that we've inherited from that podcast are really clear not that we like plagiarized or anything, but just like a consistent intro with a upbeat theme. The music formatting. The formatting is pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I think as well, the earlier episodes, they exist in their own kind of realm. But even with that, it, it definitely, if you kind of think about it in parallel to seasons of a TV show, each year of the podcast has slowly progressed into different things. Like, uh, Yeah, we had the year... Yeah. Um... Of religious undertones. Twenty nineteen was the year of religious undertones. Yeah. Where almost every episode ends up having some kind of religious connotation, and we're like, then well, after a couple episodes, we just wanted to make it a joke. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's it's one of those things, right? Like, if you yeah. watch um, there are some shows that I've seen before where it's one of those it's one of those shows that you know maybe has like ten seasons or something, and you can see a clearer thing where. The show doesn't really know what it is, and by the end of the 12th or 10th season or whatever, it has a good blend of the drama and the comedy, and it knows. But in the early seasons, it's, like, super drama, and then in the middle, it's just leaning super comedy, and it just, like, doesn't know what it's trying to be. So, mm-hmm. I feel like we still don't really know what we're trying to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's complicated. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Life's like this. Yes. Would you like to read the lyrics? The sure. Stanza? Sure, I will. Um, uh-huh. Life's like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the way it is. Because life's like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the way it is. Also, that first stanza is spoken, and mm-hmm. it's, it's sort yeah. of like an introductory thing. It's not actually sung. It's pretty um, subtle um, in the uh, in the song itself. Um, it's it doesn't really go over the instrumentation. It reminds me. It sounds like it's coming through a telephone or something. It reminds me of mm-hmm. you know how in Taylor Swift's songs sometimes there's like a little break. There's music and Taylor Swift's voice sounds like it's coming through a telephone and it's like kind of like a little skit happens or something. I don't think I listened to enough Taylor Swift to really be able to know what you're talking about but maybe is it uh no it's not like that in in uh in reputation where taylor swift's like the old taylor swift is dead or whatever i really don't listen to taylor swift i'm terrible at listening to music That's honestly okay. like i think i think what i'm getting at is a little bit of what i pick up from that uh, choice is like um reminds me almost of the way that you would lead into a song in a musical mm. like a little dialogue and the characters mumbling and then they start singing, you know? Yeah. It's um, like, you know, you know, there's a song coming, but they're not quite ready to start singing yet. Correct. Uh, should I read the, also the first stan- the first like proper stanza? Yeah, might as well. Okay. Chill out. What are you yelling? Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Chill out. Let's just restart. Yeah. Chill out. What are you yelling for? Lay back. 
It's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you are talking to me one on one or, and you are talking to me one on one but you've become dot 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 do we want to read the next stanza since that sure dot 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 leads into the next one sure yeah um dot 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 somebody else round everyone else you're watching your back like you can't relax you're trying to be cool you look like a fool to me. Tell me. Yeah. And the tell me will go into the next part, but I think that it's not uh, necessary. It doesn't like leave us hanging on anything, the tell me. In the same yeah. way that the become does. Interesting. Sat up. Hmm. Chill out. I mean, that's kind of an aggressive, or it's, a, it's, an, it's an assertive way it, and sometimes it's, it's, it, it sounds like it could be either dis- assertive or dismissive. You know how if somebody's worked up about something and they're, they're feeling emotional about it, and sometimes people will kind of dismiss that emotion by being like, just chill out, just relax, mm-hmm. you know? And that it, it's dismissive if it's in a context where the person is, you know, kind of has an understandable stressor, or even if it's irrational, it's like still really stressful. But I can understand that... It could be sort of also like, I don't know, reassuring, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, especially if the person that they're talking to is actually yelling at them, then maybe they would, if, if it was spoken in kind of a relaxed way, just like, why don't we cool off kind of thing? Not like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, um, I wonder if like, chill out was um, like a more common thing to say in the early 2000s um well you tell me like you're a year older than me uh uh-huh and i remember so much yeah the extra what do i have like nine months on you or something your extra nine months months? probably is life-changing nine and a half yeah um i don't know about that uh um I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like chill out has like morphed into this thing that like you shouldn't say almost that has yeah. like this sort of bad vibe to it now. Um, well, because it's dismissive. Yeah. And like it and always think- has been, but I think it wouldn't have read as much as that in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think also, like, part of this is the um, current conversation around, like, language having to do with disability and the way that we approach, like, talking to people about that sort of thing. Um, And now, like, in that context, and I think in, in the context of the song, I don't think it has any sort of, like negative like i mean obviously there's some negative because like this person is yelling at the narrator right um but like i don't think it's in the like you as a person are are doing something wrong it's more like your actions are making me uncomfortable type yeah of situation, or you know or like even in like a joking fashion like obviously now our con i think it's important too to note the the period nature of this tune, right? It's 20 mm-hmm. years old. So, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you bringing that up because there are a lot of really important conversations happening around it. And, of course, whether or not they knew it in 2002, chill out, telling somebody to chill out who was feeling how they were feeling and expressing that, I mean, it could definitely be not a cool thing to say. But I, if it was very normalized, it could be a friendly exchange, you know, like, if this, especially this person, mm-hmm. it seems like later on they have one-on-one, you know, conversations in all of this. I think, yeah, uh, they're. It seems like the they are close to the narrator, and maybe through that closeness, they kind of have permission from the from each other to you know, call each other out if they're yelling mm-hmm. or getting, uh, or like 
having a really intense emotional reaction to something that maybe they just need to like think stop and stop and actually evaluate or whatever it is because like lay back is also something we don't really say mm-hmm. um although maybe they're physically lying down but yeah um, i think i think we think of we will say like you're laid back and we use it that like as more of an adjective sense but we don't really use it in a verb sense so much yeah it sounds like I'm going to, okay, here's what I propose. And this is also informed by, like, my only other knowledge of Avril, which is Skater Boy. But, mm-hmm. and also, I, while I was alive when this song was released, I was, I was never a part of early 2000s skate culture, uh, all of that. <laughs> you as a toddler. Me as a toddler. Skate culture. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, I didn't, I, I mean, it was part of what, what I saw in cartoons if I ever watched certain tv shows right but and and Mm -hmm. but i honestly i didn't encounter it like out in the world so i don't know that much so obviously i'm coming from a very outside what only what i've seen referenced perspective but um the kind of phrases like chill out lay back it sounds like those remind me of the relax take it easy easy going kind of chillax culture of skating Mm -hmm. um as in skateboarding and also the um the way that as the song will later talk about the the tension between um a sort of like the system of education and this like formal thing and the tension between that and that that laid back not worrying kind of carefree so i'm wondering if this is about that like maybe the narrator's person they're talking to the you is yelling because they're frustrated about something like a grades or uh, mm-hmm. relationships or something. And the narrator is like in almost in a soothing way. Why, why are you yelling? You don't need to. It's all, we've all dealt with this before. And, um, and you should just try and let it be so that you can actually like evaluate it. Cause they say, if you could only let it be, you would see in a kind of, if you weren't, uh, you're really tight like the you is really tied up in their emotions right now and maybe the narrator is encouraging them to relax in the way they do when they're driving in the car one-on-one um but that right now the you is unable to do that yeah and i think that goes into the um this like i think it's sort of a pre-chorus or something the somebody else around everyone else you're watching your back like you can't relax I think that um I think the situation of the yelling might be like around other people. Yeah. Um, and like I mean, feeling that you have to fit into this specific mold around other people. Yeah. Um and the narrator's like, yo, like you don't you don't need to do that around other people. You can be like the cool person that you are around other people like you are when we're one on one. Yeah. I think that idea of holding up a certain kind of reputation in certain crowds is very uh, on theme with the young adult, and especially in the early 2000s, but even now, um, Mm -hmm. especially now in a different way, more with social media, but I get in this case, it's more of like a in-person peer group, sounds like. Also, Mm -hmm. the whole, like, you're trying to be cool, um, but you look like a fool, like, trying to fit into a certain mold, but the narrator feels that it's silly because they'd rather them be their authentic self rather than trying so hard to fit a certain mold. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm honestly curious, though, about the whole watching your back thing. Seems a little sketchy. Um, like, what's so secretive? and Or, like, what are they yeah. hiding from? You know, these are, these are important questions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, would you like to read the chorus? Yeah. Um... Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. Gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You and you fall and you crawl and you break. And you take what you get and you turn it into honesty. You promise me I'm never going to find you fake it. No, no, no. Wow, that was hardly sentences. <laughs> I'm a little confused about some of those phrases. That it's okay that they're not sentences. I just have never before realized what Avril is saying in that part. For instance, like the the part that goes life's like this, you and you fall and you crawl and you break. 
that in the song is is sung as one continuous life's like this you and you fall and like i never realized that they were saying you that's not what i thought anyway um yeah so the narrator obviously well if this is from the narrator's perspective um but the narrator you know i don't know if it's switched perspective or not but if it's like a response or something but if we're going off the same perspective as the one that was speaking in the first stanzas it sounds like they are really quite frustrated with the behavior of their person they're talking to um feeling that in life you fall and crawl and break so maybe they're animals that crawl i don't know if they have feet but they um I don't know if they're bi bi bipedal or not, but they um, maybe the idea is you know you will get hurt and you take what you get from that and then you are honest about yourself and you are your, you you do do that to be yourself. Um, and they ask, will you like promise that you won't fake it or that I won't catch you faking who you are? And the the other person says no, or maybe they are just still still really disappointed. Okay, um, I just got a couple texts that um, I need to go turn the light on for somebody. Um, I'm sorry, oh. I was not listening. That is okay. <laughs> why don't you go? Why don't you go turn the I'm light gonna, on? Yeah, I'll. Go, I can just talk yeah. at the microphone for a little bit, or. Or just, like, mark this time, and then... Oh. Yeah. I I'm gonna talk at the microphone. It won't take that long, but, yeah. I'm gonna Whatever. say... I'm gonna say stuff. Um, okay. So, I think that... I will have to probably repeat some of what I just said because of the circumstances with the light. Um, but... Uh, what I have to say right now is that if any of you haven't heard this song, you should probably go listen to it because it's kind of a fun, uh, fun song, and it's 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 complicated and life's complicated, so you can probably relate to it too. You know. Anyway. Okay. Um. Everybody probably thinks I'm a weirdo because I just went into the common room and turned on the light in the bathroom and then walked back into my room. Maybe. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that, but now they know that. No, no, no. My, not not the people on the pod, the people who were sitting in the common room. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it right. was, yeah, It it it's fine. It It's fine. So they gave me some weird looks, but <laughs> okay. I um, I I just you probably heard me because you have your earbuds in. Um, um, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy worrying about people looking at me like a weirdo. Okay, you know it's okay. They all understand. Also, I'm wondering why they keep saying life's like this, but uh, just kind of stating like we accept life as it's given to us, or as we as we. Mm -hmm. We're not as it's given to us, but just we accept the life that's happening right now. Yeah, I think I think there is an interesting tension here between the lives like this and um, like this dual life that this person is living. Yeah, um, like Hannah Montana. Like, a little bit like Hannah Montana. Wait, <laughs> I was thinking more along the line of a secret gay relationship, but oh. yeah, yeah, like Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Is Hannah Montana not just like a big gay metaphor? Think about it. Okay, mm, I will say yeah, I said something about falling and crawling and breaking, and whether or not we should look into crawl as relating to some kind of like, is this about an animal that crawls as their primary form mm. of movement? Um, I'm gonna say don't follow that because this is much more interesting. Um, the secret gay relationship. Yeah, the secret gay what? relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, mean Avril okay. Lavigne is like. I would I would I don't know maybe it's just my friends but I feel like Avril Lavigne has prominence as being uh like an artist that um a lot of gay people enjoy 
and and I and and a lot of uh and a lot of the target demographic for Avril Lavigne is probably I would assume like a not male demographic like a a young mm-hmm. not male demographic so I guess yeah yeah that I don't checks know. out there's a lot of nostalgia among my friends at least from what I I talked to them about Avril Lavigne recently because I told them you know I've been listening and uh, from my friends who are uh younger people that have some nostalgia not from the 2000s but also just like later uh, a lot of them seem to like it and um i don't know if it's actually if they if avril lavigne has like a prominence as being appreciated by by the gays in the same way that like i don't know who else is appreciated by the gays uh beyonce for instance I think Beyonce is just appreciated by everybody. Yeah, but, you're right. Um, uh, Beyonce, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Please propose to, to me your uh, your thing. You're asking me? No, I mean, you, you just said you might have some ideas, so. Ideas about the meaning of the song or about... Yeah, and like how it relates to the lyrics. Or I guess maybe all the lyrics have been pretty... Uh, pretty vague at this Um, point yeah i mean the one thing is that the like yelling around other people and like being more aggressive around other people and then relaxing uh like in private seems like a very toxic masculinity type of thing to do Mm. um yeah and i'm not sure how i feel about avril lavigne as like an 18-year-old girl writing about a, like, male-male gay relationship. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't but know. we don't have to think too... That's I not know, a bad thing. I mean, I know that but, I keep bringing her up, yeah. but we don't have to talk about Avril as having, like, direct influence on the song she wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's just one of those things that I'm like, hmm... Yeah, no, I, I agree. About, I just like, think that, that sort maybe, of representation. I mean, I agree with what you said about the kind of toxic masculinity thing. I mean, this could be about a straight thing, you know, some other kind of social, uh, social related thing that's dividing people up, you know, like the skating thing. I don't know. But I actually really like what you said here, because the whole idea of pretending to be also sorry, people talking out in the hallway. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Um, but um, there, I can't hear people, them. I can just hear my people talking. <laughs> people pretending to be someone who they aren't is kind of like, and I know that this this applies in many situations, right? This applies in so many. I can't, you know, list all of them, but it is a very, very prominent theme for queer people to have to pretend and mask a lot of who they are when they're around other people. And I'm wondering if in this situation too, because the narrator seems really frustrated about it, uh, about that status, that it's not necessary, that it doesn't seem like maybe it's a status where somebody's not open about something else that they could be hiding, like uh, immigration status or something. Um, but there's pressure to like be out, right? There's like pressure mm-hmm. that like maybe the narrator is proud and out as, you know, gay, for instance, and is wanting the other person to be able to 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 say that to also yeah. I'm thinking about Luca. <laughs> Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, no, I I was thinking about Luca. I haven't actually watched it, but Luca like I've wa- I've seen like a few critiques on it and they were saying like the reason that so many queer people are drawn to this movie is because it has like this theme of like having something to hide but that you end up becoming proud about and um, right and a lot of other things too because i dude you gotta watch that movie yeah i I need to watch it it's it's a good movie on its own but also as an as a queer narrative it is really Mm -hmm. beautiful in the way that it like takes on the subject for kids and it's not super overt but anybody watching it who has been through something similar can really understand like they Mm -hmm. have I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some, like, very explicit hints, like, for instance, and this is not, like, really a spoiler, but, like, somebody um, having to actively pretend, you know, somebody having to learn to move a different way to fit in, somebody mm-hmm. having to, like, 
Um, I know that it happens a lot for people who are trying to like pass a certain way mm-hmm. to also like the idea of passing uh, is is all throughout that movie, as well as certain really clear ideas like when Luca's parents find out and the way they respond, like when when mm-hmm. parents find out certain things and how they respond to that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, oh, dude, you should go watch yeah, it. Yeah, okay, and I need to watch I it. I also, this is why it's making me think You've of this because me. a lot of this reminds me of the way that the main two, the two, the, excuse me, the two boys in Luca, the way that they act around each other, one of them is more, it's going to be fine, just, you know, people aren't going to get it, you need to just do, be yourself, and the other one is like, but I really want to fit in, you know, and there's kind of that back and forth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Anywho, wh- where are we? <laughs> What's happening? Um, Next if we're sort of if we sort of got like through this, we can go to the next stanza, which is "You come over unannounced." Okay, uh, I will read this, um, and then I'll read the little part that's repeated. Although I guess there's a lot that's repeated, actually. Wow. Yeah, it when you scroll through it, it looks so long, but I feel like a lot of it is just repeated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you come over unannounced. Dressed up like you're something else. Where you are and where it's at, you see. You're making me laugh out when you strike your pose. Take off all your preppy clothes. You know you're not fooling anyone when you become somebody else around everyone else. Like, we already read that part. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, Um, this is an interesting thing to be taking off clothes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just... It just screams to me like secret relationship, like it, yeah, it kind of does. It it just like I don't know. Right, you come over. You're wearing something that I would not recognize you in because that's not what you usually wear when you're around me. And then you make you strike up poses and take off your clothes, <laughs> or like, even or even like the opposite, um, like. Uh, you're usually in your jock clothes trying to be one of the bros or whatever. Right. But then, like, you come over to my place and you don't have to, like, hide who you want to be at my place. Like, this is a safe space for you. Mm-hmm. And you're you're dressed up this way. Um, and oh, yeah. Like, they're dressed up how they want to be dressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... The dressed up like you're something else... Is it Halloween? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if that is relating to like you're something else than what you usually present yourself as, or you're something else than what Whoa, I, know I can hear them. To be. The people, yeah. Um, it's okay. It'll be fine. I I don't think they're coming up on the audio, or I, if. It's okay. Are, Even it's, if they are, it's it's all yeah. right. Um, I just heard them on your earbuds. Uh, I think yeah. I was wondering though, maybe it's something else. Something else as like one. It could be some kind of costume related thing. I don't know if it's Halloween or if they just like costumes, but it could be an an object or it could be kind of a way of saying dismissive, like you're something else. Like you're not who you are. You're an entire. You're an entirely different thing. The way you're dressed. Um, mm-hmm. And then, it's because I, I wonder if they show up dressed, like, you know, to in their way that they normally dress to, like, fit in. And then it says, um, where you are and where it's at. Um, I don't really know what that means. Like, I was kind of thought of that as being, like, you're dressed as something else for where you are. Like, you're dressed as something else to, <laughs> I can really hear them, okay, to, like, match you, where you are. Do you want are. me to to tell them i i it's not a big deal it's okay Okay. i think your microphone's also really uh like only focuses on one direction yeah the one direction it it really really helps me with these super thin walls Um, yeah so anywho i was gonna say like i think too that it, it says you're making me laugh you know you're making me laugh out when you strike a pose like maybe they're being playful and maybe the preppy clothes are actually the disguise or something. So they're taking it off and putting on mm-hmm. clothes that are more comfortable or they're just taking off their clothes. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, the the other thing that I, like kind of was popping out at me is the something else rather than someone else, um, and that yeah. makes me almost think like maybe it's drag. Um, which is not to say that that that's like you become a thing rather than a person or anything, right? Like it it's so completely different right the that idea it's like of a like whole separate thing like the idea of know? like you've crossed into a different genre where you're in the genre of like intentional um like attention grabbing performance whereas like the way that they normally dress or the way that they would normally dress to fit into to society would be a performative dress so they can fit in but it's not to dra- it's not to grab attention it's to do the opposite it's to to blend mm-hmm. right it's to fit in yeah it's to fit in so i guess like by saying something else it could be to differentiate the way they dress as like it's so elevated that you could almost that it almost borders into like a character or a costume or something mm-hmm. um but yeah maybe i think i it, think also there's like a phrase like you look like something else like as in you look really good oh i think is- you know that could be also it I, it seems like there is maybe some kind of uh, romantic connection between them based on those things. Yeah. Also, it says, you know, how it goes and progresses from you're not fooling anyone. You know, you're not fooling anyone when you become somebody else around everyone else. Maybe that's kind of going back to the narrator's sense of I'm frustrated, just tell people. Ever. The kind of idea mm-hmm. of like, I know, everyone must know. And and, yeah. I, and I agree, like sometimes... And stuff- even like, if they haven't brought it up with you, and I think that they do know this fact about you, then they're probably okay with it, and they're just waiting for you to be also okay with it. Yes. Even. Maybe. Yeah. It's just, like, it's also a touchy thing, especially if we're talking about outing and stuff, just because, yeah. obviously, there are lots of times where people take it upon themselves to say, everyone knows already, I'll out you. And it's really, like, it's one of those things that's, mm-hmm. like, it will, always and it, be, can... it will always be this person's decision if and when they tell people. And mm-hmm. and it, ma- it makes me a little uncomfortable the way that the narrator says, you're not fooling anyone. And then to go on and say, I'm really frustrated you won't just, you know, share this and be yourself. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I mean, it really touches in this gray area, especially since they do. The other person does seem to be like really trying to fit in to the to and be this person that the narrator sees that they aren't right and and also i think you could think about the chorus this way but saying um why do you have to go and make things so complicated it's like there's frustration there there's kind of a blame there of you are making this so complicated but i think maybe it's also a recognition of it's complicated because it's frustrated as I mm-hmm. am in the situation where maybe, and, and I get why this t- situation would be tiring too, right? I mean, to hide your relationship, yeah. I mean, that could be very tiring, but I think there might also be a little bit of an acknowledgement of like- And also, um, also just like the having to see your friend, even if like they aren't specifically in a romantic relationship, having right. to see their friend like hide this hide. Like, big part of themselves. Right, yeah. I think- yeah too that part of it though is that while it sounds almost like blame and stuff when they say you make things so complicated um which you know it kind of is it also and it and it's clear that the narrator is frustrated and wants this person to go and be themselves the song is called complicated there's obviously like there's obviously an acknowledgement that this situation isn't so black and white and the narrator is not going to then just go and out this person right like the, the situation being like i want you to be who you are but I can't make you do that, and it's complicated because I have to feel frustrated, but I would never, like, actually go cross that line, mm-hmm. you know? Um, okay. Um, I just looked at this stanza again, the, why do you have to get things? This last line, you promised me I'm never gonna find you fake it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, like... Yeah, that okay. That feels like almost like they made a promise that they would sort of work on this and like yeah. now the narrator realizes like this is a complicated situation life's like this but like like I'm kind of frustrated I thought we were we were gonna like yeah. move forward Be and honest. I don't see any like momentum here Yeah, I, I think as well that saying you promised me I'm never gonna find you fake it I or faking it I guess is kind of how that reads to me I think yeah. it's it's hard 
thing too because everybody does the little things to fit in in a, in a situation mm-hmm. uh, literally all yeah. the time and i and i know that yeah and i know that it, it, it especially complicates it if we're viewing it from the lens of outing somebody because mm-hmm. of course that person's gonna fake it but yeah if you made a promise it's just it's it's complicated it's yeah. complicated there's yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, it's wow. complicated. Yeah, really there's knew like what this. They were doing. There's yeah, there's definitely like this line that like they're both like on opposite edges of, and like they they're really like yeah. And I think too the the saying no 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 at the end. I mean, it could be a no as in like I'm disappointed about this, but I get it. It can also be a no as like you broke the promise. But I also mm-hmm. I kind of. I, again, going back to how the title is compli- is called Complicated, I'm glad that at least the song doesn't kind of end in a way that feels like it's just, I'm angry with you that you won't just, like, do this thing already. Yeah. There's, like, a nuance to it. it it's, the, yeah. The whole thing really does exist in, like, this gray area of, like, um, of, like, this is complicated, this is hard, but also, like, I get it, um... And, like, it's not something that can be solved in a day. Yeah, and this, the narrators might maybe even gone through it, too. And and I like that um, that we get, like, in the song, the narrator gives a glimpse as well of, like, that the relationship is not just anger and frustration over this. Like, you know, they're making each other laugh. And coming over to someone's house is, you know, they're hanging out. So, I don't know. It's It's, yeah, I think we've kind of concluded that this is obviously about a secret gay relationship. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I think the music video uh, involves this, skating. There's there's one little stanza after that that I think is different a little bit. Oh, the um, yeah. it says "Chill out, what you yelling for? Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you will see." And then it goes into somebody else around everyone else. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I think. It's kind of the same message as before, but it definitely it definitely kind of shows the way that if you if you sorry, if you lead, you will see somebody else around everyone else. I don't know. Maybe that kind of proposes the idea of if you don't if you can never take a moment to stop and accept yourself and try and and try to be honest with yourself, you will become the thing or like you might just become the thing you are pretending to be because you're doing it so much. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I was also thinking that it it speaks to, like, um, you're not the only one going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the layback, it's all been done before. Like, other people have sort of, like, gone through the same process in the past, um, including the narrator, right. presumably, in this situation. Um, and then also, like, once you like recognize this and are more comfortable like in yourself you'll see other people who are acting like somebody else around everyone else i think yeah i don't know maybe like improved gaydar by being (laughs) more confident in yourself or something like i I don't know maybe but also yeah just the idea of you're not alone look at all these other people pretending to be people they're not you know yeah and and i think that's kind of reassuring um yeah even if they aren't like okay this this like screams high school musical to me when they're like no 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 stick to the status quo and the one uh basketball player is like i bake (laughs) and people are like what you can be a basketball player and bake that's too crazy (laughs) but like this idea of like um we all have different especially i think early 2000s media really plays this up of like specific cliques in yeah. the teenage world and that like people how fit. people are more complicated than just like the specific clique they're a part no, exactly of. the the complication idea right the idea that mm-hmm. we don't always fit into one box we're complicated i wow they really did a good job with just like titling this song making sure yeah, it works the, through the all. song was just like I know. I don't know what else the song could be called, totally. but this—it's—it's it's exactly this. Um, mm. And I like how it's complicated in that we were able to get to a specific, like, heart of the matter. Yeah. And 
understand that as complicated rather than just being confused by the lyrics. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I I, I think it's funny, too, because I really wasn't sure what we were going to say about this because I've always listened to it and just listen to that one lyric, the why do you have to go make things so complicated and just, you know, kind of been like, mm-hmm. oh, I relate to life being complicated, which I guess is ultimately the point of the song. But also we have a specific narrative that we can attach to it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You'll have to tell your friends about this because, um, I don't know, I feel like it's appropriate since we started this, or we ended, we like said, like, it, does Avril Lavigne appeal to uh, <laughs> like a gay, the, audience. a gay audience? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I will, and but we're like, I, I also think they, think so. I think my friends kind of know the answer to <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if Avril Lavigne appeals to a gay audience. Um, I will... I will say we should probably move on. We our episode is yes. reaching uh a It's length. long and the yes. the next stanzas are just uh the same. Why do you have to go make things so complicated thing? So mm-hmm. yeah, just a repetition. Um would you like to talk about a flag first or would you like me to talk about um knitting? I would like for you to talk about knitting first. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So you might remember that I have been working on a blue tube. Um, um, and this me? is very exciting. <laughs> like a Because blueberry? I finished my blue tube. Oh! Um, ta-da! This is an audio medium. You cannot see my blue tube, but Elliot can see my blue tube. It's literally a tube. Um... I thought that, that and, you, I, I always think of a bloob as being a blueberry. A blue tube? Sorry, what? I, I made a blue tube, not a bloob. Oh, okay. I thought you said that you made a bloob, <laughs> and I was really confused. No, it's a blue tube. Two words. Um, okay. Yeah, I made a blue tube. Um, I, uh... I had a ball of yarn and I just kept using up making a tube. Um, and I finally finished it on Thursday. And it's Saturday when we're recording this. I think it was Thursday. Yeah, probably. Whatever. Um, actually, maybe Wednesday. Doesn't matter. Um, I finished it earlier this week. And um, now I'm starting on another endless project. Well, it will end when I run out of yarn. But it's a... Uh, it's a use up a whole ball of yarn in one project type of project that has no like defined end other than the end of the ball of yarn. Um, and this one is going to be a pink scarf. Um, Are you doing anything with the blue tube? Um, no, not really. My friend said it would be a good hat. Um,. But probably I will not do anything with the blue tube. Hmm. Because it's weird. Um, yeah. It sort of works as a scarf. Like, I can put it all the way over my head and then just, like... It looks sort of like um, one of those fluffy Elizabethan collars that you see on, like, the English explorers. Hmm. Um... But yeah, so I finished my tube. I'm making a scarf now, and um, I shared my Etsy with a new group of people that I met on campus. Um, Did you get any orders? Not yet, but I only shared it with them yesterday, so. Okay, that's exciting. I really should order something. (laughs) Yeah, I not have to get you to pay shipping, so. Yeah, I just give it to you in person at this point, like. Yeah. Because your term ends before Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about flags today? Okay, so I was going to say something about the U.S. flag, but then we had this episode and it really felt like that's not the appropriate subject matter. Um, I, it also kind of generally felt weird, um. I so what I'm going to talk about isn't necessarily flags, but it's just sort of flags and other. 
um, it kind of relates to the subject. So I was going to talk a little bit about signaling and like how uh, LGBT plus communities have for many years used different ways to signal that, you know, I am like you. And some of those things, they were in the context of, um, you know, trying to find a hookup or uh, something like that. But definitely... Yeah, there's like little things that people do to signal. So the first one that I'm going to say is the probably the most obvious one is rainbows. Um, people do this all the time. They have pride things. And I know that there's like a lot of cringe pride merch that exists as well. That's very... Yes, thanks capitalism. Yeah, that's like, you know, the Target pride collection or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think um, still, I think it is genuinely a little bit of a symbol, especially if you see it on somebody's backpack or something. And this is not giving a comprehensive guide for how to find gay people in the wild. I just mean that it's an important signaling and stuff is an important part of the community and how people communicate these things to each other before they could be open about it. Like the characters in the Avril Lavigne song. Um, So yeah, the, the pride flag, I've talked about it before on the pod. It's, um, it's the rainbow flag with the six stripes, especially is probably the most recognizable one. looks like a rainbow. Uh, it's kind of symbolic of the diversity within the community. Um, there are variations on the pride flag, of course, which I've also talked about before in the pod. So, um, yeah. yeah, so there are some symbols that date back to that have been reclaimed, but not really going to focus on those just because they have pretty dark histories and it's not, I don't know. I just don't really want to focus on that. Um, but yeah, some of yeah, these Yeah, we things, already talked about complicated stuff. We don't... Right. Yeah. Some of these things are um, in the... Uh, in the 1970s, um, there would be, uh, there was a handkerchief code with bandanas, which is kind of flag related to signal both, uh, you know, potentially, uh, queerness as well as more specific things about that. So like interests as it relates to that, um, there's ace bands, which are, uh, a black ring worn in the middle finger of the right hand that um many ace people wear um to kind of signal to other ace people that they are ace um playing cards for the ace community as well have been a thing obviously ace of hearts it's ace of spades uh having different connotations about uh you know preferences romantic interest right yeah Yeah, well romantic interests uh, and and you know also right because one of them is demisexual other interests yeah there i mean it it, it also ranges it, it's yeah. kind of a personal thing too um wearing a blue feather has been a symbol of uh within uh, lgbt plus culture uh since the middle ages and it was and it uh sometimes used at like ren fairs and like pagan events and stuff to wear a blue feather um so yeah these are just some of the symbols and flags and flag like things like bandanas that the flagging yeah that that people have used for a long time to try to signal i mean nowadays i don't know instagram bios but i think i think it's kind of relevant for the song too because it i mean the song is so much about pretending to be who you are and how do you start to let people into that you know maybe Mm. in the secretive way i don't know um, again, not a comprehensive guide at finding gay people in the wild. Uh, yeah, don't go around wearing a blue feather. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Don't go around. Ass- like, go ahead. Don't go around assuming but... that somebody who has a bandana like must, you know, that it must mean something. Mm-hmm. Because also, a lot of these signaling things have really changed over time. And yeah, I don't know. There, there are different ways that people uh, express things i just think yeah i'm not encouraging that everyone go out and like make a lot of assumptions about people but definitely Mm -hmm. these are different things that uh have been used to signal besides the rainbow flag a little bit less complicated yeah to make things a little bit less complicated you know because it would be so complicated if we went up to each other and bluntly asked each other things yeah yeah well Um, when there's fear of persecution yeah you know no. You gotta do what you gotta do. You're right. Okay. But, yeah. Well, today, we're wrapping up, right? Yes. So today, we got lost in the lyrics of Complicated, and we learned that it's about a secret gay relationship, but also life being complicated. Uh, thank you to Avril Levine, Lauren Christie, Scott Spock, 
Graham and Graham Edwards for uh, writing it and to Avril Lavigne for singing it. This podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is Violet, and I have been making the drawings on Instagram. If you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LITLpod or email us at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you you join us next time to get Lost Lost in in the the Lyrics. Lyrics. Have a dandy day!